0: everybody, welcome to the show. This is Dylan James. Alongside me is JT Taylor. This is Out of Bounds, Dylan James.
1: JT, how is your week going? It's been good, Dylan. Uh, had a very exciting week at work and, you know, been busy trying to keep up with the latest in the sports world, of course. And, had a good time at karaoke last night at Kitty O'Shea's. Yeah? It was busy there last
0: night. Oh, uh, it was I only got
1: one song in. I, I got one song for, in too. I was there for two hours. Yeah. I didn't even get wings. We were you tap- didn't get wings? No, man. They were pretty busy. I just got, let me just get my picture of a beer and hop and, and, on. Oh, I got beer. wings. I know you did.
0: Some wings, some cheese fries with bacon on it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That place has great food. Great food. So, Kitty O'Shea's, if you want to sponsor us, you can. We'll accept it.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, Dylan, how's your week been? You getting ready for your cruise?
0: I am getting ready for the cruise, yes. So I am one of the Disney Vacation Club sales operations coordinators. And one of the perks of the job is that they choose five coordinators every year for the member cruise. And I was lucky enough to get selected as one of the coordinators to work the member cruise. So I will be working seven days straight. But I'll have a change of scenery for a little while, which will be fantastic. So I can't wait for the cruise. It starts tomorrow... I'll be gone until next week, until the 2nd, so we won't have the show next week. That's right. Um, Pony Keg Sports is actually taking over our slot next Saturday, the 2nd from 10 to 11 on WBLZ Sports, so thank you to those guys for taking over that slot for us, and then after that, when we get back, the following Saturday is actually going to be our 20th episode of Out of Bounds, so we're going to be celebrating that, and yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I hear you on that, and we're doing really well, guys, and like I said, hit us up on our Twitter page, uh, Facebook, uh, send us an email, let us know how we're doing, because we are doing pretty good, me and Dylan hanging in there, doing our our best to give you the latest uh, sports angles every week.
0: Exactly. So, let's start with the NFL, and uh, actually, we're going to go to college first. So, in college football, the preseason rankings are out, Bama, of course, is number one, Ohio State is number two. Um, so going locally, Texas is number twenty three, University of Texas. Well, so the Longhorns not quite
1: local, just um me well, being along. For fan. you. But for you, yes. Florida State is number three. Yes, they are. So I know we got a lot of Knowles fans here at work that are very happy about that. And the Gators, they are ranked seventeen. Boo. <laughs> Tennessee <laughs> is right, ranked twenty fifth. <laughs>
0: but you know what? I'm, I'm actually excited they did that. Because I want to prove people wrong this season. And it's nice to have a, a ranking that low at the very beginning of the season because you have no high expectations at that point.
1: But Tennessee, you got a big game against Georgia Tech, that uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend, next week.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about triple it. Triple The triple option <laughs> offense. It's going to be a good game to start the season off with. It'll give Tennessee a really good challenge at the very beginning of the year, which I think we need. We don't need to get into that lull where we're playing just know nothing teams and winning. And then, you know, come week three, week four, we play somebody in conference that is better or good or better than us. So, you know, I think it's good. I think it's good that we're, we're starting off with a challenge like that. And Georgia Tech is going to be definitely a good challenge.
1: Yeah. Georgia Tech, I think, is more of a challenge than my boys, Texas. We're playing Maryland opening week uh, next week. Uh, but Tom Herman, he's going with. Uh, you know, unique offensive style and, you know, Texas, we have the defense. We just had trouble offensively last season and a lot of buzz in Texas right now to see if uh, Tomer can turn the off, uh, offense around and a lot of high expectations. So, Texas, we're going to be competing in the Big 12 this year. Not sure we're going to win because we got Oklahoma there and Kansas State's up there as well and TCU, you never can count them out, but... Texas will definitely be competitive. We're going to go to a bowl game. Probably not a New Year's Day bowl game. Probably not. But we'll definitely make like a marquee bowl, like the Alamo bowl or something like that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Pretty excited.
0: I I think it's going to be a good season for the Tennessee Volunteers. But, you know, even if we don't do well, even if we don't get the national championship, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're all the winners of the game of life. So there's that. It's like Butch Jones last year saying, Game of life. JT, you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I
1: know what you're talking about. I've played the game of life before. Uh,
0: uh, you, you, <laughs> never mind. Um, I'm just zoning out for
1: me. <laughs> it's fine.
0: We're going to continue with this conversation. So, JT, I have a question for you. This is a, a trivia question. Okay. Let's see if you get it right. Which conference is the most well-represented in the top 25?
1: The most well-represented? Yep. I'm going to go with the ACC.
0: ACC? Um, Sadly, you're incorrect. They have the least teams represented in the top six conferences. So it's AAC, ACC. Um, AAC has one team represented. ACC has five. Big 12 has five. Big 10 and Pac-12 have four. And the SEC, once again, has six teams represented in the top 25 poll.
1: Of course. In the preseason.
0: Do you think that that will hold during the season?
1: Well, you know how it is, Dylan, when the season goes along. The, the SEC teams get a lot of love in the beginning, and then once they start beating each other up, that's when a lot of them tend to go down. So a lot of people think the SEC's been the top conference, but it's been the ACC that's kind of had their number the last couple of seasons.
0: Yeah. Um, so who do you think we should be looking out for in the top 25 that is maybe a dark horse when it comes to national championship coverage this season?
1: You mean a team that's like maybe outside the top twenty-five that maybe could make either some- outside
0: the top twenty-five or, but, you know, back in the rankings of the top twenty-five, so within like the twenty, like twenty to twenty-five range of the rankings.
1: Okay, I think one team you should definitely keep your eye on is Texas A&M. Texas A&M, they I know had a kind of up and down season this past season, but Texas A&M I think they can make a lot of noise. Uh, in the SEC West. I'm not sure they're going to be like the big teams like Alabama, LSU, those are going to get them fits, but they'll hang in there. But I think Texas a and I think they're going to have a better year than they did um, this past season. Uh, Oregon, they're the team that's you kind of have to watch out for. I know they kind of had a shocking season in the Pac-12, but Oregon, I, I would expect them to bounce back this season as well. And, who knows? You know UCLA, maybe Houston might still be competitive, um, making noise and maybe getting to a New Year's uh, Six bowl. And of course, Michigan State. I know the Big Twelve has been kind of up and down with their teams as well, but Michigan State, I think they're gonna bounce back after this up season because everyone knows in the Big Ten you still got Ohio State, you got Michigan, uh, those big programs out there are gonna duke it out. But I think Michigan State, they they can sneak up in there. So we'll see what happens. Dylan, you got any sleeper picks to keep an eye on?
0: I'm interested to see what happens with Louisville. I'm not really saying they're a sleeper pick this year, but they're actually ranked number 16. Um, They still have their quarterback, their Heisman finalist, Heisman winner, actually. um, Lamar Jackson is the quarterback still in Louisville. So I'm, sup- I'm interested to see if he's going to be as productive this year as he was last year, because if he is as productive, then he'll probably leave early and go to the NFL. But I'm hesitant to say that he will return to form as the player he was last year, because now teams know about him. They've had all summer to prepare for him, all summer to find out what his tendencies are, and they'll be able to exploit them this season. So I'm interested to see what happens with Louisville. But Lamar Jackson, to me, I don't think will be as productive as he was last year.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, Dylan. Well, let's do a little week one preview uh, for the college opening games this week. Let's start with USF. That's the South Florida Bulls. They will be taking on San Jose State in San Jose, California, this Saturday. Uh, USF, they're coming in um, ranked number 19 in the country. And USF, they have a solid season. This is Charlie Strong's first year with them. They're coming off an 11-win season. They have a dual-threat quarterback and have 18 stars returning. And expectations are very high down in Tampa right now for the USF program. A lot of excitement going on there. Uh, Dylan, what do you think?
0: I think Charlie Strong is going to come in with a chip on his shoulder simply because it wasn't all of his fault in Texas. And that organization, it has not been the same since Mac Brown left. So I think that with Charlie Strong, I think when he comes into the USF Bulls and starts leading that team, that team is going to be completely different from what they were last year. They actually had an okay season last year. But I think Charlie Strong will actually bring a... A brute force into south florida and make it to where it'll be a team to reckon with this season so i'm really interested to see how charlie strong um performs under this pressure because he had a lot of pressure in texas but i think now being with the usf bulls having his the eye all eyes are on south florida this year just to see if he's going to change um from what he was last year with, with Texas. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I'm going to keep my eye on Charlie Strong, but I think the USF Bulls are going to pull it out against San Jose State.
1: Yeah, and, and South Florida, they, you have that senior quarterback, uh, Quentin Flowers, uh, who had a season-best 1,530 rushing yards and passed for 2,807 uh, passing yards in 2016. So they got him back, and if he does really well with Charlie Strong this year, I think he could be a, a, a Heisman candidate. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, Lamar Jackson over at Louisville. All right, Dylan. So the second game we're going to do a quick preview on is Stanford against Rice. That game is going to be at 10 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN on Saturday. This game is going to be played in Sydney, Australia. So very interesting there. I think me and you, Dylan, both agree that the Stanford Cardinal are going to win this game.
0: Yes, because it's their season opener. They are 7-1 in the past eight years in season openers. And the Rice Owls, however, on the other hand, are 1-7 in their last eight home openers or season openers. So I definitely expect Stanford to roll the Rice Owls on Saturday. I think it's going to be a, a bloodbath for the rice owls i don't think they really have a chance against stanford but you know stanford is one of those programs i'm very interested about because they have not been the same since andrew luck they haven't had the same success as they did when they had andrew luck there so they haven't been able to get any momentum towards the end of the season and actually make noise in the college football championship and uh the college football playoffs so uh, I'm interested to see if they do take the next step this season, and I hope they do. I mean, I do like Stanford. Stanford is a good team. I don't like Andrew Luck because he's with the Colts now, but I did like <laughs> him when he was in college. So, you know, I, I, I really want the Stanford uh, Stanford Cardinals to do well this season, but we'll just have to see.
1: Yeah, that would definitely be interesting to see uh, Killer uh, Chris coming back off that ACL injury. He led the team to 6-0 and started before he he got hurt in the bowl game. So, we'll see him bounce back. But, yeah, I think Stanford is going to do pretty well, not in this game, but in the Pac-12 this season. This past week was
0: the third week, or second week, I'm sorry, second week in the preseason for the NFL. And our Titans came back and completely dominated against the Panthers up until about the fourth quarter. But they won 34-27 against the uh, Carolina Panthers, and Christian McCaffrey had a, actually a stellar game um, for the Panthers. He had a, a 30-yard touchdown rushing touchdown, I think yeah, it was.
1: 30, yep, and he got a touchdown in that game, and then uh, our boy Marcus Mariota, he did pretty good. He had he was 6-for-8, six 61 passing yards, he got a touchdown. Uh, 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 Henry, he also got two touchdowns in that game, a running back, so he did pretty well for the Titans as well, and uh, the Titans right now they're looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. Uh as we are getting ready and closer and closer to the NFL season.
0: The problem with the Titans though right now is that that game it actually exploited it. At one point the Titans were up I think it was either 24 they were to up 7 24 to 7. 24 yeah. to 7. So they were up 24 to 7. The final score was 34 27. So the Titans gave up 20 points in the second half of the game. It it's cause for concern because our defense depth wise is not very good so if we can keep our starters on the field this entire season and avoid injuries at all costs i think the titans are going to be very good i think they're going to be fine this season i think they're going to take the afc south however if there are injuries in the backfield for our defense at all this season if logan ryan goes down with an injury a uh, dory jackson goes down with an injury if um so those players, if if those players go down with injury this season, we're going to have a very hard time in the AFC South, and especially if we go to the playoffs, and we might cross paths with the New England Patriots. That would be a tough, tough game for us. So hopefully we keep we stay healthy, and we need to address depth issues next season when it comes to the draft and free agency as well.
1: Definitely, Dylan, I agree with you on that one. Were there any uh, res- other results that might caught your eye during week two of the preseason?
0: Uh, let me look around here. Let me see. So, I mean, the Cowboys won uh, against the Colts 24-19. So, I was watching that game pretty closely. You know, I, I've been watching our our rivals in the AFC South a little bit, trying to find out um, how they're going to be doing this season. It, it's, um, you know, it, it, that that was one of the big games I saw. The Browns actually won a game, which was incredible. They're 2-0 and in the preseason, yeah. which, I mean, that that's you know Sean
1: Kaiser looking pretty good for them right now he is
0: looking pretty good I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Kaiser was the starting quarterback within the first three weeks of the season I know that they have they have oh, yeah, uh, Osweiler. Brock Osweiler there and he's getting paid really good money to be there in Cleveland but there have been talks about him possibly getting traded too so yep. uh I think that Deshaun kaiser it's his job to lose at this point. I think that he will be able to be the starter there. Just stick with it. Do what he's doing right now. And he can be the starter for the Cleveland Browns and add his name to the list of quarterbacks they've had over the past 15, 20 years. So I think it'll be good for the Cleveland Browns to have Deshaun Kaiser in there because he is a proven quarterback. But let's just see if it translates to the regular season.
1: Definitely. All right, Dylan. Let's check out some week three action this weekend so we already had two games that were played the Dolphins and the Eagles played last night Eagles won that game 38 to 31 and of course the Panthers beat the Jaguars 24-23 speaking of the Jaguars Blake Bortles and Chad Henney they did a little better than last week but not that much
0: nope not at all because
1: Doug Marone still can't make a decision
0: <laughs> he can't I mean Blake Bortles was 12 for 16 for 125 yards a touchdown and an interception okay numbers Okay, numbers. Chad Henney was eight for fourteen for seventy-three yards, and man, my boy Brandon Allen was one for five for twenty-two yards. I I don't know what happened to him last week. Apparently, the week before was an anomaly against Tampa Bay because he was not he wasn't on the field. Apparently, uh, he he was just not in it that night, so he didn't really have many reps either. But still, um, only one for five for twenty-two yards. That's pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't think. The quarterbacks that are in Jacksonville, we won't see any of those quarterbacks, those three quarterbacks. We won't see any of those quarterbacks starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars past week eight. That's my prediction. That's my bold prediction this year is that Blake Bortles, Chad Henney, Brandon Allen are going to be on the bench by week eight. All three of them are. And they're going to have some free agent who comes in and to save the day. Is it Colin Kaepernick? We don't know. But I, I don't see it being either any of those three quarterbacks.
1: No, I agree. I think a lot of people on radio are saying that Buddy kick got cut after if he was really bad last night. Uh, I think he'll do enough to stay for at least another week. But to me, I agree, Dylan. I think one of them is going to get cut more than all of them bench. And they're bringing in somebody. Like you mentioned, either it's Kaepernick or RG3. Who, who knows? But they're going to need to bring in somebody if – this Jacksonville offense considering to sputter, sputter. Because if they can't figure it out, Titans, that, that's two wins, baby. Two wins. Two wins right Let, there. That's two right, right there, man. That's <laughs>
0: it. Undefeated, baby. <laughs> uh, anyway, so moving on to the Dolphins and Eagles game. Uh, Jay Cutler was on the field. He threw five for eight, 105 yards, a touchdown. So he looked pretty good, actually, in Dolphins. He looked pretty calm in the pocket, and he looks like he is meant for that system. So uh, do you think that Jay Cutler... Is progressing? Do you think he's actually going to be a solid quarterback in this system? Do you think they're actually going to do anything in the regular season when it comes to Jay Cutler as a quarterback?
1: I think as long as Jay Cutler stays healthy, the, the Dolphins will be competitive. Right now, like I said, he he hasn't thrown the ball in a while. He's been prepped for the booth, and now he's going to be throwing balls to the wide receivers. So I think Jay Cutler is just trying to learn his, more about receivers, learn the routes, learn the plays that he's familiar with with Adam Gase's system, and. Just keep improving. And I think he's making improvements slowly, but he's getting there. And I think if Jay Cutler, he just keeps working hard at it. The Dolphins, I think they will give the Patriots a run for their money because that's the only team that seems to have their number, especially when they come play the Dolphins in Miami. So we'll see. The Dolphins, if, like I said, if Jay Cutler, if he can make it through the season, the Dolphins could make a wild card team in the playoffs.
0: So what, team, what game are you looking at this weekend um, as the game to watch? in the NFL preseason week three?
1: The the game I would pick to watch is the Packers and Broncos. That's a pretty decent match. Now, you probably won't see too many of the Stars play in this game because it's the third preseason game. you probably see them play a little more than usual because you know the fourth preseason game is usually when it's just uh, the reserve players. So that's one game I'll definitely keep my eye on. Of course, we also have the Jets and the Giants. They play each other this weekend as well. And you also have our first battle, battle Los Angeles between the Chargers, and the Rams.
0: A big game I'm looking at actually is the Oakland Raiders versus the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's going to be a huge game to watch because De- is Derek Carr coming back? Is he going to be playing in this game? He probably will get some reps in this game,
1: but okay. I don't expect him to play the whole game because you know. Oh yeah, he's trying, trying to, to play the him, whole game. What happened last year? They're just trying to keep him till week one. Yeah, he's not going to play the whole, whole game, but I mean, one.
0: at least he'll be on the field for a little bit for the Raiders, so that's a good sign. We'll be able to see Derek Carr and Marshawn Lynch in the same. In the same system on the field at once, so that's going to be great to see. Um, also, the Titans versus the Bears is happening this week too on Sunday at at one o'clock. So that's going to be a game that I'm going to be watching, um, or try to be watching. Hopefully, on the ship somewhere. I'll see if I can find a TV or something. But anyway, um, Titans and Bears is going to be a great game to watch, and we'll get to see. DeMarco Murray, he's actually making his his preseason debut on Sunday, so that's going to be great to see, and we'll see if he is as electric as he was last season.
1: All right, Dylan, let's move on to some NFL news, or possible news at this point. Uh, Roger Goodell, there's been talks that he might get a contract extension in the league. Uh, I know the players are, may not like Roger Goodell so much, and certain teams, like the Saints or the Patriots for sure, don't like him right now, but... Roger Goodell, he's kind of taking the blunt force for the for the league, you know, cuz he's kind of like getting booed all the time everywhere and the owners they're not getting booed or nothing, so he's kind of taking a hit for them and he's helping the the team make uh, the league make money. And that's kind of what's more important. The NFL are making money, ratings going up for television and stuff, you know, that's going to be good.
0: Yeah, it'll be good for the NFL. Um Roger Goodell will be getting a good paycheck, which is a good thing for him. Um, you know the players aren't going to be happy to see him stay. I, I think the players would like to see some change in the front office for the NFL, and especially that position, the commissioner position. I think they would like somebody else to be in there. But you know this contract will run through 2024. They're still talking about it right now, talking about the extension right now to see. You know how much money and all this kind of stuff but you know it's it's interesting to me because jerry jones was asked about this contract extension and he would not say if he supports roger goodell getting the commissioner role extension through 2024 or not so that's interesting to me that's kind of telling so i i think there might be some concerns from the owners and that's why they haven't gone through with this contract extension yet but Most likely we'll hear more about it this week, this coming up week. But, uh, you know, I, I would fully expect Roger Goodell to be getting this contract extension and staying as the NFL commissioner for many more years to come. And speaking of more NFL news, the Buffalo Bills wide receiver Anquan Bolden announced his retirement after only two weeks with the Bills. JT, what's going on with that?
1: I think, in my opinion, I think Anquan Bolden kind of panicked, especially when the Bills traded Sammy Watkins a couple weeks ago. And you have uh, Tyler Taylor as your quarterback, and he's kind of like, has been kind of okay in the preseason so far. But he's kind of like, who is this guy going to throw the ball to? <laughs> and, Where am I going to get the ball? I'm not going to get me catches. catch I'm 34. I'm getting old, man. So I think Anquan Bolden, in all serious though, he said the reason he's retiring because uh, he wants to focus on his foundation stuff for his foundation. So that's why he's he retiring. It's just surprising, especially because he just, like you mentioned, he just signed the team two weeks ago. So, and he was going to get a spot because Saint Watkins is gone. So now that Watkins is gone, now Anquan Bowlin's gone. That everybody's thinking, man, who am I going to throw the ball to? He's
0: going to be handing off a lot of. Jones is going to
1: get the ball a lot for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's going to be handing off that ball a lot to LeSean McCoy if they keep him. But I mean, (laughs) you know, knowing Buffalo, I don't know what's going to happen with this team. I mean, LeSean McCoy might be gone next week. (laughs) So. Hopefully they keep him because that's like one of the only playmakers they have on that team right now. So I, you know, if I were Tyrod Taylor, I would be hoping and praying that they keep LaShawn McCoy so he has somebody to hand the ball off to and throw the ball off to as well. That's going to be a very one-dimensional team this season. And if they don't do anything about it yet, uh, I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to have a a rough season.
1: Well, it's like Chris Berman says about the Buffalo Bills all the time on on, uh, Sunday Night Countdown. Or... No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills.
0: And they're circling the wagon right now. <laughs> and then the wagon's on fire. So, moving on to the Cleveland Browns. Speaking of teams that suck. Uh, the Cleveland Browns <laughs> protested on Monday Night Football. And Colin Ka- Kaepernick actually protested at NFL headquarters.
1: Not Colin Kaepernick. The, the fans. People were yeah, protesting. Yeah, for Colin yeah. Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah.
0: they were protesting at the NFL headquarters for Colin Kaepernick. So, is this doing anything? Like, really? What impact do these protests have on the game itself on Colin Kaepernick getting a job I don't think it has any impact whatsoever all they're doing is hurting their image at this point the players are hurting their images individually so they saw what happened with Colin he got he got cut from the San Francisco 49ers he doesn't have a job right now so pretty much the NFL is saying look if you want a job in this league, and you want to play football for a team in our league? Then you need to have a you need to have a good uh, view about yourself when it comes to the public. The public needs to see you in a positive light. And I don't think these protests are doing that.
1: No, I agree, Dylan, with you. And I think with Colin Kaepernick in particular, you know, let's understand. I, I don't like the way he did it as uh, protesting, but. As an American citizen, he does have the right to do what he did, which is kneeling during the National He's right to do that. However, the NFL owners, they treat the NFL teams as a business. So they have every right to look out for their business. And if they feel that anything's going to hurt their business, they're not going to take that chance. And I think for Colin Kaepernick, it's a combination of things. One, he didn't play very really well <laughs> this past season with he the 49ers. No, so that didn't. didn't help him. Okay. Two, you're making a national stand as an activist. And Colin Kaepernick, you need to decide what you want to do, man. Do you want to be an activist, or you want to be a football player? You can't do both.
0: You can't do both. So, t- you you see right now, you, you cannot do both in this league. Mm-hmm. So you need to pick one. He
1: has to do something about it. And to me, I know people think all oh, the NFL is blackballing him, and ESPN is going crazy about Colin Kaepernick and all this. But look at the end of the day, especially ESPN. I'm like, he's a to me, he's a backup quarterback. He's not going to be a starter. No. And the reason why, the reason he doesn't have a job right now, is because he wants starter money. But you're going to be a backup. No one's going to pay you starter money. You're going to be a backup. So, I mean, with Tim Tebow, it's kind of a but, but different circumstance with Tim Tebow, with the, the fanfare he's got. So that's to me with, with, with Colin Kaepernick. Uh, as far as the Browns, with them protesting, saying, you know, they're, uh, not just the Browns, but we saw with, with uh, one of the players for the Seahawks. I can't remember his name right now.
0: Well, and also, Marshawn Lynch, too, is yeah, doing Marshawn the same Lynch, thing yeah. in Oakland as and well. But
1: the person about injustice in, in America and equality. There's not enough equality in this country. Which, okay, that I, I can understand. what You're trying to make it a top point and stuff like that. I, I get that. But at the same time, I feel these players can make more of an impact, like talking about like after the game, going out in the communities, helping these politicians and people solve these issues. And ESPN, it's almost like, look— I want to watch sports not politics and all that stuff you know if I want to hear about politics that's why I got CNN or Fox News or whatever to watch for Exactly. ESPN
0: make a positive impact and a positive impact is not going to be you kneeling down on a football field when the when the national anthem is being played that's not a positive impact for anybody so change the you can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results and that's what's happening in this situation they're doing the same exact thing they did last year this whole situation is so 2016 change it do something different like come on just think of something be more creative Be more original in this situation, and I think you can be heard by making a positive impact instead of just kneeling on a football field. Anyway, Odell Beckham Jr. got injured, um, and he could be missing the beginning of the season. He had an ankle sprain. Ankle sprain, yeah. That's what the coach said Mm. over in New York, is an ankle sprain, quote unquote. So what happens with Odell Beckham Jr.? Do you think there's going to be any disconnect with the Giants' offense at this point?
1: I don't know. The Giants, they had a down year this past season and with Eli Manning getting older and, you know, the running backs, you know, rotating like they did this past season. And older Beckham Jr., you know, we got to stay healthy. And, and Victor Cruz, he's gone. He's not there anymore. So the the Giants had to step it up um, because everyone knows in the NFC East, it's the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to run away to that division. The Redskins, not so much. And... We all know the Eagles are kind of rebuilding themselves right now, so we don't know about them. But the Giants, I just think, I think Odell Beckham will probably just miss two games. I don't think it's, it's going to be an extensive injury; he's going to miss like six weeks. So the Giants will still be competitive, but they got a lot of offensive issues to sort out. That's for sure.
0: I, I think that if they do miss Odell Beckham Jr. in the first two games, unless they did they drop those first two games of the of the NFL season this year, I, you know, I, I think they can still go on a pretty good run. I think if they win. 10 games this season I think they'll be okay as long as they win 10 games in their division I think the New York Giants will be okay but Odell Beckham Jr. needs to get on the field pretty quickly for that organization to get to that point of winning 10 games so it's going to be it's going to be hard to watch for the Giants fans themselves for the first two weeks but after that I think they'll be okay as long as Odell Beckham Jr. gets back on the field pretty quickly so let's move on to the NBA. Kyrie Irving got traded to the Boston Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizek, and the Brooklyn Nets 2018 first-round pick as well. So pretty much, Boston lost a lot in this, dra- in this trade.
1: They sure did, Dylan. And Boston, I don't understand this move when you're trying... I know you're trying to get better when you got Gordon Hayward and all this, but they've literally let like almost... Their entire roster they had this season that went to the Eastern Conference Finals, gone, and you're going to help your rival the, self, the, the the Cavaliers get better. Now I understand Kyrie Irving wanted out of town, so and he's a, a four time All Star, so I, I get that. But look what you gave up, Isaiah Thomas. Okay, I understand his height, he's not, but he's like the heart soul of that team. You let him go. You gave Jay Crowder, who's one of your top off uh, forwards, and then you trade Anthony Zickler, who's Obviously, he's a European prospect, so we don't know about him, how he's going to do in the league. And of course, the smart move for Cleveland was, you got Cleveland's, uh, Cleveland, sorry, Brooklyn Nets first round pick. And that's a smart move because if LeBron leaves, you still have uh, options for that first round pick next season.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy to me that the Boston Celtics decided to get rid of Isaiah Thomas. Of all these players they got rid of, Isaiah Thomas was the heart and soul, like you said. The heart and soul of the Boston Celtics this past season. He's one of the main reasons why they got to the Eastern Conference Championship. Uh, Eastern Conference, yeah, Championship last yeah, year. Yep. So, he, he, do you not remember the game where his what was his sister who passed away? His sister passed, that, away? Yeah, his should, sister passed mm-hmm. away the same day he had a game. He played a game, played his heart and soul out. He was putting it all on the court. Yeah, you saw, him. he had on a the phenomenal yeah. game. Absolutely phenomenal game. So. I don't know why Boston did this. I I think if I was a Boston Celtics fan, I would be very, very upset with that organization. Yeah, Ray, Hell was definitely
1: upset about that. He
0: was. I saw the tweet, and he posted a tweet pretty much saying, why are you turning your back on a player that did so much for your team, so much for the city? Um, Yeah, it it was an awful situation. Uh, You know, Kyrie, I know he needed to get out of, of Cleveland, but that's just... It was an awful way for him to go out. For Isaiah Thomas to go out was that was awful. Uh, moving on to the Chicago Bulls, there's a possibility that they buy out Dwayne Wade's contract. They've been discussing that recently, and Dwayne Wade's wanting to get to Cleveland. He's wanting to get where LeBron James is going to go, either Cleveland or Los Angeles. There's been a lot of talk about Los Angeles Lakers. There are sources out there saying that LeBron uh, that LeBron is wanting to go to Los Angeles because he has a lot of Financial situations in Los Angeles when it comes to the movie industry, film industry. He has his hand in the film industry right now, which is a huge deal. So I think that LeBron really wants to go to Los Angeles with the Lakers. So do you think Dwayne Wade would want to go to Cleveland first, or do you think that he should just go to the Lakers and wait for LeBron to get there?
1: I think if Dwayne Wade gets bought out, he's just going to have a, a one year contract. Uh, I think he'll either go with LeBron in Cleveland or he's going to go to Miami. I think his kids are still in school there. So I think he'll. I think more likely is if they can't work out with Cleveland, he'll go to Miami for a year. And then when LeBron, they're all assuming he's going to leave, and goes to L.A., I, I can easily see Dwayne Wade teaming up with him with either the Clippers or the Lakers.
0: Speaking of the Lakers, uh, they were accused of tampering with Paul George in this whole – trade scenario, whatever. They're trying to get Paul George to come to the Lakers because Mm -hmm. I think they smell the blood and water and the blood and the water in this situation is LeBron James coming to Lakers. So they're wanting to get another superstar to come to the Lakers. And Paul George is one of those superstars. You know, magic Johnson has been caught. I, I, I think he's been caught talking to Paul George behind the scenes. So, do you think there's any merit to this? Do you think that the league should do something about this with the Lakers? Uh, because they are really talking to Paul George, and they're, even the players are talking to Paul George. Do you think there's credit to this?
1: I'm just kind of surprised the NBA is kind of making a big deal because I let's be honest, Dylan, this tampering stuff, I'm sure it goes on the NBA all the time. Didn't we see this with when Dwayne Wade and LeBron and Chris Bosh decided to go team up in Miami? I think it was a few weeks before he, LeBron made a decision. There was a picture of him on Twitter, like at a restaurant somewhere, all together. So, And we all knew it was coming. Yeah, so yeah, we did. with Magic Johnson, I mean, sure, I'm sure he's talking to Paul George. I'm sure Paul George is talking to probably a lot of teams. But it's just a foregone conclusion that at some point it's going to happen. And the NBA, they are maybe just doing their due diligence to investigate, but I really don't think they're going to do anything to the Lakers. They're not going to lose picks. They're not going to. You know, have to cut player, or someone it's, it's not gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I agree. Moving on to the NHL, so Fran- Francois Bocheman,
1: Francois Bocheman. I can't, I, I, I can't speak <laughs> French, JT. I you know, know this, they'll feel bad. I'm only a quarter Frenchman, I can barely learn all these French terms.
0: Francois Bocheman, there you go. Return to the Anaheim Ducks. Um, there's also another um consideration, Andreas Jesus, these hockey names, <sighs>
1: yeah. There you go,
0: Athanasio, Andreas Athanasio is considering leaving the Detroit Red Red Wings Wings and going to the KHL. Mm -hmm. Do you know more about the situation?
1: All I know is that, you know, he's one of Detroit's prospects, went through the system, ran into everything, and he's just considering his options. I think it's kind of like a money kind of deal. Detroit is probably uh, salary cap tied because I think they're still got two years left on Henrik Zetterberg's contract that they're paying. There's, that they're paying him. So he's just looking at options for more money, but I think at the end, he's probably going to stay in Detroit just for another year, and then after next season, see what happens.
0: Perfect. Uh, and also, the AHL is expanding. So the NHL expanded. They needed a 31st team for the AHL, and the Colorado Eagles from the ECHL announced they will be the team to do so to move up to the AHL ranks in the 2018-2019 season, and uh, they'll be the new... Uh, wait.
1: Yeah, the the Colorado Eagles, when they move up to the AHL next season, they will be the new affiliate for the Colorado Avalanche. Right now, currently, the Colorado Avalanche affiliate is the San Antonio Rampage. But after next season, that contract expires with the Rampage, so they will sign with the Colorado Eagles to be their affiliate. And then for the Rampage, they will team up with the St. Louis Blues to be their affiliate. Because right now, you got the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the St. Louis. Blue sharing the Chicago Wolves as the AHL affiliate for this upcoming season.
0: Gotcha. Very good. Well, that's good for the Colorado Eagles. It it expands the AHL and it gives them more talent to look at. um, And it gives them a promotion, which is good. Those players that are on that team will get a promotion uh, instantly. So I think they'll be pretty happy about that. So now on to JT's favorite segment of the week. It is JT's football recap of the week. JT, the microphone is all yours.
1: And as always... I'm here to recap the latest from the beautiful game, and let's start with some games that happened this past week. On Friday, August 19th, we had the Portland Timbers taking on the New York Red Bulls, and that game finished with the Portland Timbers winning 2-0 over the New York Red Bulls. Diego Valeri got a goal in the 65th minute, and Darren Max got a goal in the 90th minute. And for Portland Timbers, they are cruising up in the Western Conference. Then on Saturday, August 20th, we had the Chicago Fire against Toronto FC. That was the top battle of the top two teams in the Eastern Conference, and Toronto FC got a goal by Mark Delgado, and then David O'Connor scored for the Chicago Fire, and then it was Nicholas Hassler and Giovinco scoring for Toronto FC to give them a 3-1 lead win over the Chicago Fire. The Toronto FC is now moving up, and they're now the top team in the Eastern Conference. So on Wednesday, we had FC Dallas against the Houston Dynamo. FC Dallas had a 3-3 draw, very entertaining game, where FC Dallas was up 3-1, and then Eric Eric Torres scored two goals late in the 71st and 86th minute to tie the game for the Houston Dynamo. And then D.C. United made history. They beat Atlanta United, which kind of helps Orlando City a little bit. But D.C. United made history because they played two games in a row where they won both games by an own goal. No other team's ever done that. I'm sure D.C. United would have loved a couple of those because they're still dead last in the Eastern Conference right now. <laughs> and then as a bonus, the Cosmos and the N-11 finished with a 3-3 draw. All right, Dylan, now let's talk about Orlando Pride. Orlando Pride, they played a game this past week against the Boston Breakers. They won that game 2-1, to one, and for the Orlando Pride, they've been on fire because with that result, they are now in fourth place in the NWSL, and they are currently in the playoff spot. And remember, Dylan, because this is very important, Orlando City Stadium, they are hosting the NWSL Championship. So, a lot of us are hoping that Orlando Pride make it. And if they do, we're definitely going. And Alex Morgan, she got two goals in that game against the Breakers. So My girl. We are, My girl. She is doing so well. So, Orlando Pride, they are stepping up their game. So, speaking of a team that's stepping up their game, a team that hasn't been stepping up their game Uh-oh. lately, is Orlando City. The Lions, they played the Columbus Crew this past Saturday. And they got a 1-1 draw against the Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew scored um, in, the order list in the second half, and then we got a goal late. I believe it was by Giles Barnes who scored that goal. And Columbus Crew had a, a player sent off. So for like 20 minutes of that game, Orlando City, Columbus was down to 10 men, and we couldn't get one more goal. We couldn't get it in the net. So we ended up with a draw, and Orlando City, they're still five points from their playoff spot. And they will play Vancouver this weekend. Orlando Pride, they will take on FC Kansas City this weekend. All right, on to some soccer news. Soccer news. As Wayne Rooney has announced that he is going to retire from the English national team. So he's still going to be playing in the Premier League but for Everton. But he's retiring as an English footballer for the English national team. So good luck, uh, Wayne Rooney, on the rest of his career at Everton. They wave of a Champions League draw was this past week. Uh, we had... Uh, There's a lot of interesting groups FC Barcelona got drawn with Juventus in that group So that's to be very interesting Bayern Munich and PSG got drawn in another group as well So a lot of check out all the draw Champions League gets started next week uh, As we had some notable games The only one I will tell you is That Arsenal, they lost to Stoke City So I have a very excited co-worker Big time Stoke City fan, happy about that So that was a big news in the Premier League this week Some expansion news Dylan, your favorite soccer club, Nashville SC. Nashville, baby. They announced that for their first season in the USL, they're going to be playing at First Tennessee Park.
0: The same place that Nashville Sounds play.
1: Yes. So a lot of fans in Nashville are very excited about that. In the USL, they're building up their base as they announce expansion teams in Vegas for next season that will be joining Fresno and Nashville. And then in 2019, they're going to have Birmingham and. Austin, Austin, Texas is getting a team in that league as well. And, of course, in the NASL, you got California United. That's been the new team name for their club based in Orange County starting up next season. And, of course, for transfer news, on King Slotan, Slotin, he's back. He's coming to Manchester United for another season as they announced that deal today. And then, of course, Dembele from Borussia Dortmund. He has signed a contract with FC Barcelona. All right, so some games to recommend to keep an eye out this week. There's a lot of games, so I'm just gonna give you just a few to keep an eye on. It's MLS rivalry week, guys, so you gotta check out these games. New York Red Bulls taking on New York City FC. That is tonight at seven o'clock. So check that out. And then of course you got Montreal, Toronto, LA Galaxy against San Jose, Seattle against Portland. You gotta check out those games for your MLS rivalry games this week. And then one more game I'll mention: Puerto Rico FC against Miami FC. And then, of course my European game to watch this weekend. A.S. Roma taking on Inter Milan. And that will conclude my football recap of the week.
0: Perfect. Now on to miscellaneous news. Conor McGregor and Floyd Money Mayweather are going to do battle in Vegas on Saturday night. Mayweather issued a 100% knockout guarantee this past week. And Conor McGregor, during their press conferences that were widely known um, a few weeks ago, said that he was going to knock out Mayweather in four rounds. So... Who's telling the truth in this situation, JT? Who you got in this fight?
1: Oh, it's a no-brainer, Dylan. Uh, I think Floyd Mayweather's going to win. I know a lot of people want Conor McGregor to win. and but Including
0: me. I, including me.
1: I, I know, man, but look. Floyd Mayweather, you, we, it's going to be just like the Pacquiao fight, man. He's just going to stand there, take some punches, and a boom, boom, boom. That's what he's going to do. So, I, Conor McGregor, I give him two rounds.
0: I think that Conor McGregor will stay in it. But I don't think it's going to be four rounds. I don't think it's going to be two rounds. I think it's going to probably be five rounds that Conor McGregor stays in this fight. Conor McGregor will land a good one on Money Mayweather. Believe me, he will. I think that Money Mayweather will go down as 49-1 and one in his career after this fight. Because I think Conor McGregor is going to pull it out. I, I think he's going to beat all odds and do it. Money Mayweather has... There are several bets in Vegas that are $1 million bets for Money Mayweather. So the payout for somebody who's betting on Conor McGregor this weekend is going to be huge. The payout's going to be huge. So so put your bets in now for Conor McGregor because if he wins, you're going to get some good money after this weekend. So uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Albert Pujols passed Sammy Sosa for the most home runs by a foreign-born player recently. Congratulations to him. On to Arena Bowl 30. The championship is this weekend. Philadelphia Soul is going to be hosting the Tampa Bay Storm. So, JT, in that game, do you think the Tampa Bay Storm are going to storm the field and win it? Or do you think the <laughs> Florida, or do you think Philadelphia Soul if they're going to uh do you think they're going to repeat as the champions?
1: I think that the, it'll be a close game between the Tampa Bay Storm and the Philadelphia Soul. Uh, the Tampa Bay Storm, they just got to play a complete game. If, if they focus and, and they have their defense slow down, the soul's quarterback Dan Rad- Reddable I hope I said that right <laughs> And uh, I think in forced turnovers I think Tampa Bay has a shot so it's going to be a close game but I think Philadelphia in the end will defend their title
0: I think the Tampa Bay storm are going to come in and the Philadelphia soul are going to be cocky and get thrown off their game and I think Tampa Bay is going to win it I got I a root for the home team you know in this situation Tampa Bay is it so Tampa Bay good luck to you I can't wait to see you hoist that trophy.
1: All right, so the quick UFC news. John Jones apparently has failed his drug test. Again. Again. So, we won't be seeing him for a while.
0: Nope. Uh, so, uh, do you think Daniel Cormier is having a tough time with this, with this news? I don't think so. I mean, I think he's going to be upset. I think he wants a rematch now. For sure <laughs> wants a rematch now. But... Anyway, uh, moving on to our last piece of news before we bring in Uncle Bobby. Um, More drama at AESPN with their broadcasters. There is a broadcaster named Robert Lee, who, as you know, in the Charlottesville stuff that was happening the past few weeks, that people are trying to take down Confederate statues throughout the United States, and so since he shares a name with a general back in the confederacy and things they said you know what we're going to pull him from this broadcast because he has the same name as robert lee what do you think about this jt
1: well i've heard like a bunch of mixed reviews from everybody and uh, of course espn's getting bashed on twitter and everything and i believe they deserve that (laughs) and look they were so close to the game We are moving three days before the game it's just crazy and the fact that we're going to get people confused with Robert E. Lee, the general from the ferret, and an Asian American, Robert Lee. I, I just don't get it. Now, when I read on social media this morning, they were saying that Robert Lee said they had discussions with him and they offered him a chance to look. He's from Albany. I, I think that's where his family lives. So I guess they get an option. Hey, you can go call this game in Pittsburgh. And we, they were worried about his being about oh he's gonna get ridiculed and his personal safety. He, he, they, they were worried so about I, that. I can understand from from that regard, but still, I mean, it's kind of silly. Like Robert Lee, like people are going to get confused i mean what's next dylan is espn going to say oh we're not going to broadcast games with the rest because they're wearing black and white stripes
0: yeah it, it's it's gotten ridiculous i think that everyone needs to just stop being so sensitive about words there was a phrase that i was taught when i was a child sticks and stones may break your bones but words will never hurt me i don't know where that phrase went but it got tossed out the window a few years back and it needs to come back into play because people are just so concerned about words nowadays, so sensitive that just stop it. Just stop it. Let things happen the way they're supposed to happen, okay? Don't worry about words. All you worry about is yourself. That's it. I think it's all a scam. But speaking of a scam, it's time for Uncle Scam Alert. Uncle Bobby is joining us in the studio once again. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for waiting around and hanging out for me. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm a busy man. You are a busy man.
2: And uh, some days I don't like
0: being busy, but that's the way life is. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> if is. you guys
2: are young, you'll find out later in life that uh, uh, when you get older, you get more busier. True.
0: All right, Uncle Bobby, what is your scam this week?
2: Okay, so basically my scam is about uh, the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell's uh, proposed uh, five-year contract extension. I uh, have not heard if it's been approved yet, but the word is it is going to happen. And I'm still confused about that because my understanding was besides the owners upset of him over the player suspensions, uh, specifically uh, Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft, there was also the Spygate uh, back with the Patriots that was supposedly a cover-up somewhere where they could never produce all the documents on the investigation. Uh, So we wonder what happened with that. But my understanding is when the CBA expires in 2021, the union is saying that it looks like there will be a lockout either work stoppage or lockout because the players are very upset with it and the union is um, and also they've got their TV contracts coming up and the way cable's been failing lately and I don't know if they'll be paying that money anymore to have them on TV like they have now uh, especially with streaming options and all that so maybe the NFL has something on the line for that but I just wonder if they ever took away the antitrust protection then we would see how powerful the NFL really is so I just don't understand, like I said, with uh, Goodell's track record versus um, the last two commissioners. So my scam is his contract extension if it goes through.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, You know, with streaming services, we have Netflix, we have uh, Prime Video, we have YouTube TV. We have all these services now that stream media that I think we're going to see more of that in the NFL instead of just regular TV broadcasts. Right. It's going to be it's gonna get to a point to where everyone who watches an NFL game will have to pay a subscription fee to watch a game. Like Red Zone. Like Red Zone, like Sunday Ticket right. for DirecTV, right. things like that. I think it's going to be a, a, the norm in the next few years, and the NFL is... Just licking their chops over that. Mm -hmm. They they they're really excited to see it go to that format because they're gonna make a lot more money than they're making Mm -hmm. right now. But hopefully, it doesn't turn fans away from the game. Right. And because you know, I think there there are people out there that would rather not pay a subscription fee to watch NFL games and just kind of go on with their lives and just watch free sports somewhere Mm -hmm. else. So they might lose fans that way. But I do agree with you. It's it's gonna be an interesting situation to see what happens with that contract extension and uh, also the player lockout in 2021 it, it, it's a, it's a real possibility the player association has been talking about that so um yeah gonna be crazy situation over there in um the nfl so moving on to winners and losers uncle bobby i will start you with you first
2: okay so my winner is uh the ali rassman uh speaking out about the um the way the USA uh, Gymnastics and the USOC handled the uh, sex abuse scandal with the uh, ladies' gymnastic teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, The abuse claims are against their uh, doctor, Larry Nassar. uh, They're during their medical appointments, and he did plead guilty to a uh, child porn uh, uh, claim against him, but he's also facing at least 33 charges and over 100 lawsuits by uh, members of ladies' gymnastic teams for the alleged uh, abuse during the medical exams. Um, And for me, sexual abuse is a very tough subject for me personally. And I'm happy to see that she's speaking out. Yeah, I definitely agree. Who is your loser? Okay. Loser is major league baseball concerning the uh, umpire issue with the recent harassment of the umpires and how the uh, major league baseball has handled it. Uh, Umpire Joe West was suspended for three games earlier this month for calling Texas Rangers Adrian Beltran a biggest complainer as far as he can tell Mm -hmm. Uh, but after last week's harassment of umpire Angel Hernandez by Detroit Tigers Ian Kinsler who was fined but not suspended uh, the umpires all banded together and wore white wristbands over the weekend uh, to protest the treatment Uh, they ended it two days later uh, because the league agreed to meet with them to discuss uh, what's happening now uh, I don't know about you but I miss the old days when like Earl Weaver or Billy Martin would just get in the umpire's face you know uh, kick dirt on their face, you know, just scream at them, and then get thrown out. and didn't care. Or the most famous one was George Brett in the pine tar incident. You know, back then, players, they still respected them. Now it's out of hand, and the players don't care. They just – they know if they get fined, they don't care. Uh, whereas now an umpire has got to actually suspended. Yeah. So that, to me, is uh, major league baseball. It's a double standard, and they need to fix
1: it. So that's my loser. All right, JT, on to you. So my, so my winner is the Cleveland Cavaliers with the trade with Kyrie Irving like I mentioned earlier, getting the Brooklyn Nets top pick is a big deal. So just in case the Bronleys, uh, they have a backup plan, so that's good. And for Kyrie Irving, well, you got your wish. You're going to be the man now in Boston because they got nobody. Yeah, true. So good luck. My loser this week is the board at FC Barcelona. They had a rough week this week. They tried to get Coutinho, can't get him. They just announced... Someone in Belly getting him from Dortmund, but I had to spend a lot of money to get him. I had to let Neymar go. So, you lose Neymar, you're going to file a lot of breach of contract lawsuit, and your Twitter account got hacked saying, Oh, just sign Angel De Maria. What? That's the Barcelona board. What are you guys doing? So, you guys are my loser this week.
0: Awesome. My winner this week is Isaiah Thomas because even though he is leaving the Boston Celtics, he will be getting a ring with LeBron James. I I think we can all agree that the Cleveland Cavaliers will get that much better because Isaiah Thomas is going to that team. Therefore, I think Isaiah Thomas will get a ring with LeBron James before he leaves to the Los Angeles. Lakers. And my loser this week is Miguel Cabrera because he got suspended for seven games due to his little brawl he had in the game because he was the primary instigator in the whole thing. So congratulations, Miguel Cabrera. You, you know, you're SOL. Sorry. It's your fault, so it's your decision. Anyway, um, my final thought for the whole show this week is thank you to Pony Cake Sports for sh- doing our show next week on Saturday, on the 2nd. Um, thanks for filling in for us while the cruise. I know it's kind of tough, but when we come back... We're going to be celebrating our 20th episode of Out of Bounds, so make sure to check out that. So thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. Um, You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. uh, Our Facebook page is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Our Twitter is OOB Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Dylan underscore James. You can also email me at Dylan at OutOfBoundsPodcast.com. Check out our website, Out of OutOfBoundsPodcast.com. We will be starting to update that more frequently now. And uh, JT, what are your social media handles?
1: You can reach me at... JT 88 That's at J T S O C K A 88. You can email email me at JT at out of balance And you can also reach out to me on my personal sports blog. It's ww.jthesportsguy.com.
0: Uncle Bobby, what is your social media handle on Twitter?
2: Okay, so my Twitter handle is Life is a Big Scam. And every first letter of each word is a capital. So life is a big scam. And, of course, I'm not very good at Twitter. Uh, sorry about that. I have to learn more. I'm not very good at tweeting. I'll uh, work on that some more. You'll but get there. that Yeah, but that's my uh, handle is life is a big scam. Uh, every first word, uh, the letter is capital.
0: Thanks again for listening to us, guys. Make sure to give us a five-star rating, a five-star rating on iTunes, and leave a review for us as well because we will read it here on the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
2: What's up, sports fans? It's the coach, Mike Faber. This is Chris Sly, the Fantasy Guy. And we make up the fantasy picks
0: every Sunday
2: morning here at 10 a.m. on WBLZSports.com. Other shows will tell you to start David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. We told you that's who you were supposed to draft before the season started. Listen up, every week. We'll give you those fantasy picks that you can't find anywhere else to help you win your league that week.
0: We don't have any funny accents
2: here, but all we do is win Listen to us, and you'll do the same. We out. Send us out. Send us out, Chris Slide the fantasy guy. Badee, 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 badee. That's all, folks. Better
0: listen. Doug Peffer painting and pressure wash. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking Ugg? Well, call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention
1: WBLZ Sports and get a special... We've Got Balls Discount. That's Doug Pepper Painting and Press Washing. 404-966-3361.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Ren. And Webb. And Thump. We are the 8-Bit Bros. We are freaks, we're geeks, we're nerds, we're a tad bit irreverent. But you know what? We're variety. We call it like we see it. We're not afraid to tell each other or anyone else. Whoa, wait, wait. What? Family show. right.
0: (laughs) That's only if you consider us family. That's a good point.
2: Tell them where to find us. Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m.,
0: WBLZSports.com. Because we've got ball. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire, the Gen Service team is licensed, bonded, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. Coming to a stream
2: near you, Beer Belly Sports. Listen to these drunk guys talk about sports for about 10 minutes and derail after that. Listen to Stevo, o and Kaner every Sunday night, 5 to 6 p.m. right here on WBLZ. We've got
0: balls. You're locked into twenty four seven sports talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls.
1: You got to keep them separated.